Hey everyone and welcome to Age of Reason, I'm JC and today I'm going to cover an article from The Guardian that talks about uh, that emissions, global emissions are actually not going down. So I think there is kind of a myth out there right now that says that because of COVID-19 there was a massive reduction in emissions and so now we're good. But that's actually not true at all, not true at all. So I'm going to talk about why. Before I do that, I just want to quickly pl plug in my book, uh, Beyond the Obscure, please get it. It's available on Amazon. If you enjoy reading kind of cool stories and unusual stories, because I'm an independent writer, uh, check it out. You know, give it a chance. It's a great read. And it's only 100 pages long, so it won't take you that long. So I actually posted this on the last show, but I didn't have the chance to, to talk about it. And today I will. So this is a climate change, a short timeline, as you can see. So first we have climate change is not, isn't real. So denial, denial phase, then, okay, climate change is real, but we're not convinced it's caused by humans. So you hear this argument a lot these days too. And then uh, you have a very short moment of oops. And then, well, I'm not going to say that because it might get censored on YouTube or something. Uh, but you get the picture. Uh, this is basically what's happening with a lot of issues in the world today. Uh, we deny the problem. Uh, we try to avoid responsibility afterwards. Uh, but the problem is still going on and happens. And so it hits us like a tornado. And the uh, climate change thing, when it's, when it's going to hit us, really, it's going to hit us very quickly. So today I'm going to talk the, uh, cover an article from The Guardian and uh, that's precisely what it talks about. It says atmospheric CO2 levels rise sharply despite COVID-19 lockdowns. So that's what I was saying. We have the lockdowns going on and people think like, oh, we're good now. We have emissions under control, etc. Not at all. I don't really see where that thinking even comes from. A lot of people are still moving around. Uh, lockdown, I mean, come on, even in the US, we didn't have a full lockdown, okay? It, it really depended on state by state and city by city. So uh, in New York, it was one situation, but if you live somewhere in Kansas, it's probably really, really different there. Uh, same in Japan. Uh, if you live in, the, I mean, I'll give you an even easier example. My, my parents live in France, a small village, and I have friends who live in Paris. So the rules in Paris, because it's a huge metropolis city, are very, very different from that village. So in that village, very few people wear masks, for example, maybe 5% of people wear masks, that's all. So the response is very, very different, depending on where you are. Uh, carbon dioxide levels in the atmosphere have risen uh, strongly to a new peak this year, despite the impact of the uh, coronavirus. The concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere reached 417 parts per million in May, 2.4 uh, ppm higher than the peak of 414 ppm in 2019, according to the readings from the Mauna Loa Observatory in the US. So despite all of the COVID-19 thing, they're still going up. Without the lockdowns, it said, the rise might have been 2.8 ppm, okay? So yes, there is a tiny, tiny, like positive effect from the lockdowns, but it's really quite negligible. Uh, that's what it says here. The difference was too small to show up against any other factors causing year-to-year -year fluctuations. People may be surprised to hear that the response to the COVID-19 outbreak hasn't done more to influence CO2 levels. 
But the buildup of CO2 is like a trash in a landfill. As we keep emitting, it keeps piling up. The crisis has slowed emissions, yes, but not enough to show up perceptibly at Mauna Loa. Uh, daily emissions of carbon dioxide fell an average of about 17% around the world in early April. Uh, as lockdowns are eased, however, the fall of emissions for the year as a whole are only going to be between 4 to 7% compared to 2019. So this will not make any appreciable difference to the world's ability to meet the goals of the Paris Agreement and keep the global heating below the threshold of 2 degrees that scientists say is uh, necessary to stave off catastrophic effects. So the thing about the 2 degrees here, I just want to quickly comment on that because it's very important. People say, oh, come on, it's just 2 degrees. It's really not a big deal. We'll be able to survive. We'll be able to get by. Well, I'll give you one simple example to, to ponder about. Usually, the average, the good temperature for the human body is about 36.5 degrees Celsius. It depends on the country. Sometimes 36.6. Anyway, for the simplicity here, let's use 36.5 36 Celsius. Well, if you have a temperature of 37 degrees Celsius, that means that you're running a fever. So this 0.5 degrees has dramatic ramifications on your health. So this is the same with climate change. These small changes, yes, they are small, but life cannot adjust to these changes, especially not at the rate that we're going on right now. So this is a graph, and you probably saw this graph many times. It's a, it's, so this is the uh, carbon dioxide ppm in the atmosphere. And you can see over there, uh, 1960, uh, it, it kind of goes up and down, really. You know, it's kind of like a seesaw pattern, but it goes up, okay? And that's what you have to remember. It's all going up. And right now, we're like way up there, nearly 420 ppm. So why is that? This is because... If you look at this graph, around the 50s, right here, the world started, basically the baby boomers took over. You know, let's make as many babies as we want. And of course, there is emissions associated with every human being on the planet. So you have more people, you have more emissions. Look, that's not rocket science. That's just the way it works. So 1950, we, had, we started to have a population boom. And we also had a production boom. And that's why you see this huge, huge, huge sharp rise here after 1950s. And we're still going up very strongly uh, way into 2020. So to curb that, we basically have to consume less. But I really, I mean, I'm very pessimistic when it comes to this subject. I really highly doubt that most people are on board with this. So if emissions uh, reductions of 20 to 30% were sustained for six to a year, six months to a year, then the rate of increase of CO2 measured at Mauna Loa would slow, according to scientists. Uh, this year's rise is slightly weaker than last year's, but matches the average annual rise for the past decade. And the amount of carbon fluctuates because of El Nino, for example, etc. So if emissions reductions of 20 to 30%, I don't think people can imagine this. Uh, it, it's a huge, huge effort. I just don't see that happening. Sorry. Uh, CO2 emissions tend to peak each 
year in late May, when the impacts of the Northern Hemisphere spring have yet to take effect. So the month's data is compared from year to year. Measurements have been taken continuously since 58, 1958. The latest data comes from Scripps scientists at the University of California, San Diego, and the U.S. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the uh, NOAA. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. All right. Uh, they found that levels of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere first rose above 400 ppm in 2014. The, actu the annual rate of growth in emissions has been speeding up, not slowing down. And this is despite all the kind of good news you hear that, hey, we, we have like installed, you know, like solar is taking over and wind is taking over. And despite all of this progress, we're still in the shit. In the 1960s, the annual growth averaged about uh, 0.0. Uh, 0.8, sorry, 0.8 ppm, doubling to 1.6 ppm a year uh, in the 1980s and remaining steady at 1.5 ppm in the 1990s. The average then rose to 2 ppm in the 2000s and has risen to further 2.4 ppm during the last decade. So the trend is clear. It's going up. Uh, you can deny it all you want. You can debate the science and we can, in fact, debate the science if you want. You can debate, for ex a fair debate, for example, would be to say, okay, well, look at this number, 2.4 ppm. I d don't agree with it. Maybe it's 2.2 ppm. And that's a legit argument we can have if you want. Uh, an illegit argument, however, is, okay, this is just not happening and it's a hoax. Look, just get lost then. Get off my page. Don't watch my show because it's not for you. Environmental campaigners said that the continued rise in emissions showed how urgently a green recovery from COVID-19 crisis was needed. Yes, and I talked about that on the last show. Uh, many governments passed very huge relief packages, like in the U.S., trillions of dollars were passed. And they didn't go into the right area. I'm sorry, but they went to bailing out the airline industry, for example, some kind of car manufacturers, uh, like the polluters one, of course. I'm not talking about the renewables because Trump is not a friend of renewables. He he waged a war on renewables since he got into office. And that's not just Trump, okay? Look, we always kind of pile all the blame on him, but there are other genius leaders out there who do a lot of harm as well. So uh, just a few months of lower emissions were never likely to make a dent in the hundreds of billion tons of carbon that have built up over a century and a half of burning fossil fuels. And that's true. Uh, a lot of people don't understand this, but th when the gases go up into the atmosphere, they don't just magically disappear. Okay, so they have like they stay in the atmosphere for 20, 30 years. In the case of methane, it's even longer. It can be like over, about 100 years or so. So, yes. Very dangerous. Uh, that's why the drop in emissions caused by the pandemic will remain just a blip. Unless governments get serious about building a cleaner, healthier, and safer world. But they will not do that. They will not do that. Be, trust me, they will just not do that. It depends, of course, on the government you're talking about. And some countries are better than others. But it's just not going to happen on a big scale. Uh, we need like really radical change. We need to change many many governments in the world right now and it's just not happening too slow uh so there's a campaigner of friends of the earth uh, said it's clear that climate breakdown isn't a distant idea it's here right now and we have to treat it like the emergency that it is yes sure 
but a lot of people just don't care. There's a lot of apathy out there right now, and I I don't have the answer of how to fight that. I don't know. You have your house on fire, and you basically don't give a shit. I, I don't know what to tell that person. I, I don't know how to communicate with that person. So, yeah. And, uh, well, that's it. We go back to this again. So, again, it's very relevant. Uh, thank you for watching today. I hope you found it interesting. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.